Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris. I'm one of the hosts of the Doc Talk podcast, along with Darren Krell. Darren, what's going on, my man? How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. How are you? Very good, very good. Very stoked to have uh, these people in studio with us. We will get to them in a second. But first, guys, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, the Doc Talk podcast on Facebook, and podcast Doc Talk on Instagram. Also, don't forget, we do have a website, podcast, or I'm sorry, doctalkpodcast.com for all of your uh, Doc Talk podcast needs. Um, make sure to check us out. Also, listen to the episodes online there as well. And while you're at it, make sure to leave us a five-star review on wherever you listen to your podcast. We certainly would appreciate it, and it certainly helps the podcast out for sure. Well, without further ado, we do have a bunch of special guests, the team from Cobalt Sport Fishing, starting with Mr. Ted Donald. Ted, how are you, man? Doing good. Thanks a lot for having us in. Yeah, for sure, man. Good to have you. Good to see you. Also, we've got Mr. Tim Leon and Lonnie Crawford, also part of the team of Cobalt Sport Fishing. Guys, how are you? Hey, pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, for sure, man. Tim, what's going on, man? Long time no see from Cedros. Yes, good to see you, boys. How's it? <laughs> Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Another day in paradise. And we're super, super stoked to have you guys. Well, first, let's, uh, let's get to, I guess, your guys' background. How did the Cobalt team first arise, I guess? Ted, we'll start with you. I don't know. It's always been a dream of mine to have a sport fishing boat here in San Diego. I've been here for around 25 years or so. Started lake fishing and then all over the place, did a little diving and spear fishing and you know, getting a little older, so that spearfishing <laughs> thing is getting a little past me. But, um, yeah, super stoked to, you know, be part of uh, the sport fishing industry in San Diego. And, um, you know, I think it was four years ago now that we got Cobalt and did some work on it and um, just been building the business ever since then. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't be more proud of the team we got and the business we built so far. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember you buying the, the Cobalt. I was actually still around on, with my business and all that, but, I mean, it's it's looking good, looking really good. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, I originally uh, purchased the boat with uh, a partner of mine, Jason Lilly, um, and, you know, just for what it's worth, it's, it's always hard to grow a business when you have a partner, and I decided that, you know, the best thing for us was, um, you know, to go out on my own with it. Uh, Jason and I are still great buddies. Still talk to him all the time. Still captain for him a little bit here and there, once in a while. But um, yeah, the you know the best thing we ever did was just go all in on this thing and um, do our best to make a make something a little different out here. I believe we've got something that we've built that's maybe a little different than the traditional six pack, you know, sport fishing charter that we got out. You know what our competition is. So yeah, yeah, it's it's been a great run so far. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, also just just. For, uh, I guess, reference, um, I've been actually blessed enough to work on the boat, too. Uh, most recently, you know, last year and the year prior to that, actually, it was the start of COVID where you uh, you called me up one day, you needed a guy, I jumped in, and it's been a blast ever since. Really cool. And, and you know, when he says that it's something special, it really is something special being a part of it, for sure. 
Yeah, I remember uh, talking to you, admiring your boat there going out every day. I remember, I think uh, from recollection, you were, I think you were doing like 30 or 40, maybe even three months in a row without stopping. And I was in the same marina and I just kept watching this boat going and out and salivating over all the fish that were coming in. So, yeah, it was... (laughs) And um, that was part of my inspiration, to be honest with you. I did a lot of talking with Chris when we first started out, you know, find out the pros and cons of what was going on and how he got going in the business. And I decided that, you know, this is something I can do and, and enjoy doing, you know, up until the time. I have, you know, I work at a different company um, during the day, or at least it seems like I'm semi-retired now, so it's mostly cobalt. But, um, you know, it's, this is really transitioning into something I can do for the rest of my life kind of thing. So... Yeah, and it was super good having you down there all the time. <laughs> um, you know, Chris got a lot of uh, great experience on the water, and and those first couple of years, I'm sure, were challenging for you too when you're building your six pack. Yeah, I mean, it just you know, based off of experience, it's really tough. Not only doing the business in itself, that's tough in itself. Also, doing it alone, that's uh, you know, I think, you know, obviously, you had a partner and all that. Whereas Jason, I know Jason, he's a really good dude. And, but, you know, it's really challenging in this business where you've got, whether it's troubles with your boat, whether it's troubles, you know, trying to book trips because you're brand new on the block or whatnot, or even just, you know, just competition. Um, There's a lot of boats out there that have a lot of experience in trying to get, get it to where it needs to be in short order, like what you did. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, I I guess uh, my philosophy was just to keep my head down. You know, listen to what's going on around uh, the, you know, one of the things that I know about business is that I always try and hire people that are better than I am and do a better job than than I can do and, and have great input on the, you know, on the business. And so that's what, you know, that's what my plan was right from the get go. Super fortunate in getting Lonnie here and and Tim has been with me right from the get go. And, you know, that's helped me out a lot. I'm, you know, just truthfully, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a good mechanic, pretty good businessman. Um, you know, love, loved fishing my whole life. But, you know, obviously in San Diego, there's a whole different, um, you know, there's a whole different uh, business set up and a whole different way of uh, looking at sport fishing. You know, it's not like the East Coast or even down south. So, you know, if, if you if you aren't fully invested in um, people locally that can help you get to where you need to be, then you're not going to be successful. And I, you know, I attribute, you know, besides my wife doing all the, you know, trip prep, cleaning the boat, doing everything she does, she's cobalt mom all the way, <laughs> you know. And, uh, of course, Lonnie and we got Trey and we had Tanner last year was really good. So I've been fortunate to have people with great attitudes, work hard, you know, and get her done attitude, and they love fishing more than anything else, and, you know, they just, honestly, they just inspire me to do better at every day what I'm doing. I was going to say, for being in business, you picked up some really good good guys along the way. Tim, I know we've been friends, well, I think we met through Cobalt, and so we've ran trips together, and dude, if you guys have never met Tim, he's probably one of the more exciting people, um, aside from Lonnie, to be on a boat with. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I like fishing. It's fun. Um, I, I, uh, I like fishing. It's fun, definitely. Um, like Ted said, I kind of started with him a few years ago, and uh, it's been a blast ever since. Yeah, I get to meet everybody else and 
fishing with you guys and learning a ton. <laughs> it's been awesome, yeah. Is this your first deckhand job is with the Cobalt? Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm just part-time. I kind of fill in trips for t- Trey, give him days off here and there. And um, But, yeah, started when we were kind of filling just a couple trips every weekend here and there and um, a few years ago. And then it seems like really in the last season, stuff has changed and picked up. Nice. Dramatically. For sure. And Lonnie, you're you're pretty much the right hand man. You're kind of the um, you know, the the full time captain of the boat and you've got quite a bit of experience along with that too, both on the private boat and the sport boat too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh me and Ted, we met a few years back and we were getting an endorsement on our license. And uh he you know, we kept in contact a little bit and slowly but surely we he gave me the offer I couldn't refuse really and you know he gave me the keys to the boat and ever since he's let me take the reins and it's been it's been a fun ride um I grew up in LA and uh fished a lot out of LA King Harbor Long Beach um growing up took a little time off did the bass fishing thing I fished the uh, one circuit central California when I was younger and in high school and stuff and I was blessed to, to have a family that set me up with all that so that's kind of my roots and you know, once you have that saltwater background, you, you always come back to it, and you know the tug is really the drug, and that's what brought me back. So uh, that is the truth. I'm uh, blessed to have this team and have this. You know, these guys have my back, and Ted is just an amazing guy. Chris, the whole the whole nine. We really have the the right crew, and we haven't struggled with that. You know, we've always had guys that the right guys to to get the job done. So. Yeah, for sure, and you know when he says that the right guys, and you know honestly we. I can't really think of anyone that's on the boat or has ever been on the boat that really doesn't. It, he's not that one guy. No bad, not you know, no bad attitudes, no egos, not too much of an ego at least. And um, yeah, it, it, it's a special deal, really is. Yeah, we 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 uh, we've had a couple of guys that pouted a little bit, but they got a <laughs> they got a plane ticket out of there pretty quick. Um, and you know, we do get excited. Don't you know? This isn't just you know. We 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 take it pretty seriously. So. You know, sometimes it does get a little bit contentious, but yeah, we all, you know, we all are men and know that, you know, everybody's just pointing in the same direction. It's not like we're playing tug of war when we disagree with something, you know, we can still get it done. And, you know, I feel like I got Lonnie at the right time. He's, he's gone through, uh, you know, he's a super excitable guy and uh, now he's got a couple of years behind him. So I think he's mellowed out probably a little bit, which <laughs> in it, more than likely helps me keep my temper a little bit too. So yeah, no, we, we have a really good relationship on that boat and, um, and it feeds forward to our customers. You know, they could tell we're having fun and, and, you know, basically we look at it like we're going fishing and we're just bringing some new people along, make new friends along the way. It's not really like we're taking them fishing. I believe it's like we're going fishing and they're coming along. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Ted, you mentioned, uh, Chris earlier and I, I mean, Lonnie question for you, how is it eating all those great sandwiches from, from Chris every single day. You know, I, I've always said I have it way too easy. You know, she just, <laughs> she takes such good care of us. You know, she, she cleans the whole interior of the boat always, and we really don't have to touch much other than the outside, and she is the cobalt mom. She really is. She, she takes good care of us, and her sandwiches are delicious. No one ever, you know, everyone loves them, and yeah, she, she holds the fort down for sure. She works hard. Too. Yeah, she spoils us. She, uh, you know, she does all the Costco and and, um, you know, smart and final runs, all that sort of stuff. And, and she never complains about any of it. She stocks it all into the, 
storage and then all back onto the boat and you know cleaning vacuuming scrubbing and if we're if we're out of line at all she uh <laughs> she points us in the right direction especially when it comes to the interior still wondering how ted got so lucky to be honest me too <laughs> <laughs> no kidding as far as like good attitude i don't think i've hardly ever even seen her raise an eyebrow um it doesn't take much for us for her to get the point across for things but yeah chris is the best she really holds this thing together for sure for sure so let's talk a little bit about the boat. I mean, I know, you know, knowing you guys for a handful of years and all that and being on the boat for a couple of years now, it's, I mean, there's really not too many details that get overlooked at all. Everything's taken into consideration, the maintenance of the boat. I know, you, Ted, you've spent a lot of money in the upkeep and also some new renova- renovations from last year and this year. I mean, it's like, you know, Lonnie and I joked about it plenty of times in the wheelhouse it's like this is a cadillac man the boat is really well well run well maintained yeah you know i think i think it just stems back to you know we're taking people out for a couple of days at a time and you know the last thing we want to do you know people have saved up for you know god knows how long to be able to go on that trip and the last thing you want to tell them is you know you've gone mechanical in some way and have to go back to shore and knock on wood we haven't ever had to do that um but Yeah, we've uh, we put a lot of money into the boat. Um, you know, I'm fortunate that you know I can do a lot of the work myself, and that uh, you know we built a new dashboard out on the thing, moved electrical stuff around there, rewired the thing, you know, done some engine work on it, you know, refitted all the cooling system. We just put a new fuel tank in, um, you know, and on and on. You know, it's just a non nonstop ongoing thing. We're going to put a bunch of another new bait tank on the boat this year, so. You know, we always struggle a little bit on a two-and-a-half-day trip. And, um, you know, we have to set things up properly to do it. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, now we're going to be able to hold a little more bait and maybe not be so nervous about the second day. You know, we have to throw a lot of bait on these on these fish to get them up. And, um, you know, in the past we've been, I don't want to say stingy about it, but you do, have to, you do have to plan out your day accordingly. Otherwise, you're going to be out of bait and scratching your head about, you know, what you're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously with being in Southern California too, where, you know, the live bait is kind of, you know, your bread and butter, regardless of whether you're fishing artificials or the flyer or whatever, you just need it not only for fishing, but also chumming as well. Um, It's pretty, pretty important. (laughs) Yeah. With my background being in sport boat too, it's hard for me to hold back. You know, I I just want (laughs) to send it all the time and (laughs) throw it all over the side. And, you know, a lot of times I look down and go, well, got a long day ahead of us so <laughs> now we won't have that problem though we're gonna we're gonna add a lot of capacity and it's gonna it's gonna help us out so we're stoked on that we've put a lot of work in i i kind of feel bad at times for looking at 10 going hey man we gotta we gotta put a little bit of in it's like what do, what do you mean what do you need and it's like uh, 20 grand for a new ch500 for uno or <laughs> whatever Thir- it is 30 uh, grand yeah sorry yeah 30 sorry um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's essential tools that we need to get the job done, and he's he's always kind of been really accepting to that, and you know, he's he's put down where we've had to put down, and look, we have results that show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah the yeah the bait thing. Uh, when Lonnie got on the boat, and uh, you know, him and I did a couple of trips together with no deckhand or whatever. We've traded back and forth, and I've been down there, and and Lonnie is like, send it, you know. <laughs> Throw a dipper, and I'm, I'm like, got a half full dipper. I'm like, he's no, 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 send it, send it. I'm like, oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, you know, there's only way, good, you know, there's only a couple of ways to get those fish up and, and biting. And, you know, so I, I feel like we're in a good position now with a little more bait on the boat. 
Yeah, and with, you know, it, it kind of speaks volume to really it's a team effort all around, whether it's Chris at the dock making sure the business and the, you know, grocery shopping is all around, but also having quality guys too. Lonnie, I'm sure you're super grateful to have an owner like Ted that pretty much has your back and whatever you need. And, you know, speaking from a person who's, who still works on the boat and all that stuff every now and then, it really, there's a lot of value in that for sure. Absolutely. You know, it's, it started as a business and now it's turned into a real good friendship and he's, you know, not only a friend, but a mentor. And yeah, it's a, it's sometimes hard to be around a guy like that, that knows, you know, so much and kind of makes you almost feel like, man, if, if I could only be half the man that he is one day, I'd be in a really good I spot. I get out of here. You are. <laughs> you know, well, tug, tug, but yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's no, awesome, I'm not, man. no, I'm not buying another boat. <laughs> yeah, we've been looking at a 90 foot. Uh, no, you know, just, it's, it's awesome. Just can't say enough good things, obviously. Hey, to add to that, I, Ted's underselling it a little bit too. He is an absolute wizard when it comes to the electrical stuff and the maintenance and the stuff that he can do on the boat. It is, you look under the dash, Lonnie can speak to this thing. There's not an inch of extra cable anywhere that's not exactly where it's supposed to be. It's, it's unbelievable, man. You know, kind of a funny story. We were installing the, uh, the, uh, the side scan last year and Ted was installing it himself, and he had just one question he had to call Faruno for, and he calls him, and, you know, they asked who the installer was, and he said, myself, and they, you know, you can tell their jaws hit the floor kind of thing, and they're like, um, excuse me, sir, uh, you, you, like, just kind of stop where you're at, and you need to get someone down there that really knows what he's doing, and it's like, you know, he kind of chuckled, like, he, he's like, I read the manual last night, I could do this, and he's literally that guy that can read the manual the night before and go and install it the next day, and it, he did, so it's... It's nice. It's cool to have that around. I actually only read the tool page and then the last page, <laughs> the on button. That's why I had to call them. <laughs> oh, True man. story. True story. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get, um, you know, we talked about the, um, the team and all that stuff. Let's ta actually talk about the boat. What, uh, what are the specs? And, you know, I mean, I, I know from experience and all that stuff, from, it's super, super comfortable. Um, for even for six guys, I mean, I know with a six-pack boat, a lot of guys say, "Oh, well, it's best to take four guys, or it's best to take five guys, or whatnot." But you can really get six guys on the boat comfortable for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, 1985 symbol. Um, that's a that hull was actually originally made in Taiwan. They all come from there, I believe, and then they, you know, they power the thing up when it gets here. So I think it's wired. And anyway, uh, I I was fortunate to be able to make a good deal on that boat and we bought it because the it had been repowered there was only 900 hours on the engines i think there's uh i think there's 4500 on there now so on each one of them and um so at any rate we we got a good deal on the boat did a little work on it um there is 3126 cat diesels they pretty much just sip fuel it's pretty unbelievable how good a mileage we get with that thing you know, as long as we stay off the throttle, you know, don't push too hard on it. And I've got good GPS on there, so I can keep Lonnie's hand off the throttle, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, truthfully, he's the one who's actually most concerned about that all the time. He knows that we have to be profitable, and one of the ways to do that is be careful with your fuel consumption. But, um, yeah, electronics on the boat. It's got a CH500 Fruno on there, and it's um, a couple of, um, you know, uh, there's actually three displays on the you know, up on the uh, dashboard, a um, couple of Lowrance, and we've got um, pretty good up-down sonar in the thing as well. So, you know, once we locate them, we can get right on top of them, know exactly what's happening underneath it, which is, 
you know, it just like lit up the ocean for me when I finally, you know, started seeing how that CH500 really worked underneath the boat. It's, you know, it's a real good thing. Um, yeah, we had, had it hauled out the other uh, last year, kind of on right when we got that CH500 and we put what we call a wedge at the back of the boat and got rid of the trim tabs. And now the boat sits up and cruises really nice on the water. It's got, it is uh, uh, Westmar stabilizers on it. So when we're on our way out, Everybody has a real comfortable trip, almost no matter what the seas are, as long as we're underway in some regard, you know, over a couple of knots, then that the boat sits super stable. You know, you go forward and back, but you're not rocking from side to side. So, you know, we haven't shook the shit out of everybody before they get to fishing first thing in the morning on the overnights. Makes everything really good. Lonnie, you're a six-pack boat, correct? Yes, we're a six-pack. Right. So we have uh, three, um, there's three... um, beds up in the V-berth, and then there's another larger cabin that's got a double bed or a queen-size bed and then a bunk above it, um, which is quite spacious, and then there's a another bunk in the hallway. So, you know, everybody is very... I think every bunk on there is over six foot. Some of them are six foot eight. So, you know, we're, we're built for putting bigger guys on the boat. Yeah, I'm, I'm six foot 300, basically, and fit in any one of these. Nice, <laughs> nice. And it's comfortable too, Lonnie. How stoked are you on that Furuno? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's just it's it's been a blessing for sure, man. We we put it to work the first trip out. I think uh, Cobalt Mom said the checkbook was closed unless we came back with a with a hog. <laughs> and I want to say it was the first trip back. We got a we got our triple digit and we came home and we you know it was all smiles all around and high fives and all the good stuff. So yeah, um, just you know the boat's super comfortable. I mean. I've been on a lot of other boats and just sleeping quarters are awesome. Not only that, but fishing, fishing wise, you know, now that we have all the bait, we're going to have that and the walk around, you know, a lot of those six pack sport, sport fishing boats, they're, they're tight trying to get around the side and we have a really nice walk around and it comes in handy when fighting those bigger bluefin or, you know, just coming on those kelps. We can really spread out and we can get the six guys around the boat and um, we can get to work, you know, and, and it's just, um, it's nice. We have a really large, um, fly bridge so to speak you know we can get all our passengers up there and they can really check out our electronics and they can really see what's going on and i think that's huge you know they go on these other sport boats and they don't know what's kind of going on up, up top and they hear you know start a chum line here whatever and and they get to really see that and hear that and hear the the crack of the sonar and they know what it is and it's kind of cool by the end of the trip when they hear it i don't even have to say anything they already got rods in their hands you know <laughs> they, they see the deck hand come flying down and start sending that bait over it's it's pretty cool that's really cool, for sure. Hey, so I can give you guys a couple of stats from last year. You know, sure. we had um, every year we've kind of doubled our business, and last year was one of the, you know, obviously one of the best years we've we've had, or the best year, I should say, more specifically. And um, we did well over uh, 100 trips, and so that's around 140 days at sea, maybe a little bit more. So that was a good portion of the year. Um, you know, we, we put uh, 490 yellowtail on board, around 100 bluefin, 160 dorado, uh, almost 200 uh, yellow uh, yellowfin as well. And cool. so, Productive. yeah, and, and that's not counting any of the, you know, the half-day trips or anything where we've gone out and get rockfish or, you know, a local trip kind of deal. So there's a bunch of those pushed in there. But without any of the rockfish, we're at around four and a half uh, fish per rod for people who are on the boat, um, which is really good. And, you know, a lot of our clientele is um, very novice. You know, they haven't fished before, or one of the guys has fished and four others haven't. 
And, um, you know, we're really proud of the fact that we can, you know, teach these guys on the way out how to handle a rod, at least so they have some fun when we're out there. we got a pretty good selection of rods. If, you know, if they really get tangled up with a conventional, we can we can throw a spin caster in their in their hands and, you know, at least they can still have a good time. And, um, you know, so that's worked out really well for us for, you know, for being able to get these guys who have very little experience to put fish on boat and on the boat and, you know, makes us look good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This, you know, that it brings me back seeing these guys light up for the first time, getting that, getting bit, and you know, we we'll start off. We give, I try to give a real thorough seminar and get get everyone up to speed on what's going to happen and what's going to go down during the day. And and you know, in the beginning, we don't mind. We'll put baits on every one of your hooks throughout the day, no problem. You know, you just swing the hook over, and we we already kind of know what's going on. We'll put the bait on for you. And, but it's cool to see at the end of the day that them doing it themselves. You know, like they they kind of catch on and. You see them look back, and they pitch the bait out. It hits the water, and they get boiled on, and they, you know, they're yelling and screaming, "Fresh one!" You know, because we get excited. I get really excited, and and it it feeds to the other people. And and by the end of the day, man, it's it's it feels really good when they look back and they did it all themselves, and you know, you get the thumbs up and the high five, and it's it's what we do this for. Yeah, we've made a couple adjustments on the seminar too. You know, if we're going on a day and a half or an overnight. You know, the doing the seminar at night just doesn't work. They wake up in the morning, don't even know which end of the rod to hold on to. So we've, we're kind of doing it on the spot in the morning. You know, we, we prep them the night before and then get them excited about it. Next next day, you know, just give them a little bit of a touch-up and hopefully they, they remember from the night before. But, yeah, he, and uh, when Lonnie says we get excited on the boat, you know, get ready. You know, put your seatbelt on because, you know, <laughs> if, we, if we get on them, um, there is a lot of action going on. We'll move you around the boat, help you get to the right spot. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Your blood's going to be rushing through your veins super quick. Just make sure you take your blood pressure medication before <laughs> you come on. Because uh, we, we like to get those hearts pumping. And, you know, it's fun. It's real fun to get that energy going. And, and you know, we feed off each other. And it's, it's really cool. I think there was one trip either the last year or the year before that where, you know, I think it was three of us working. And... We were, I think we were going to like Cortez or Tanner out there, and literally before anyone else uh, woke up from, uh, you know, a night or whatever, we had pretty much fish either on the deck or bit or, or anything like that, and literally the guys, one after the other, were climbing out of their bunks and fishing and, and pulling on fish within seconds. It's unreal. They couldn't even open their eyes, and they had the rod in their hand bent. <laughs> that, that, that was the fun. Best. That was fun. And if you know Chris, you know, he's... He's a pretty quiet guy, and <laughs> and and not on cobalt though. It's it's cool. He he really gets into it, and yeah, he turns it up. It's cool to see that. I feed off of you, man. Um, you know, I love sport boat fishing as much as you know the next guy and all that stuff. What people don't understand necessarily or all the time is, you know, people think six pack. Oh, you I gotta be rich, or I gotta know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy, or whatnot. And when you really break it down per person, it's really not much more than going on a sport boat for any kind of trip. And it's a great experience, too. Especially if you drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) BYOB on Cobalt, baby. (laughs) That goes a long way. (laughs) Yeah, you're more than welcome to bring whatever you want. But, um, like, you know, on, on sport boats nowadays you know things are getting more expensive and by the time you're done you know you pay for your burger you got your dinner you you know you buy a few you beers through throughout the day and and you're not too far off of the ticket price of what we are you know you don't have to deal with that guy so to speak you know you can 
be with your own people and you have your own boat. It's basically your boat. You know, I just drive the thing, you know, I kind of, I like to ask, you know, what do you guys want to do? It's, it's really up to you. You know, I'll, I'll give my input, whatever, but if you want to catch tuna, we'll go catch tuna. If you want to catch yellowtail, we'll go do that. Dorado, we'll do that. Rockfish. I love rock fishing. It's my background, but whatever it is, you know, the kelp, anything. So yeah, it's just for sure to that too, for an experience or first time angler, especially if you don't have a ton of extra gear, uh, all the gear, fluorocarbon hooks, tackle jigs. I mean, we have everything you could want on this and you're not paying for any of that either at the, at the tackle shops. If you're going on one of the big boats, you got rod rentals and then you're buying every little bit of uh, new hooks and tackle they recommend and every little thing like that. So yeah, it adds up. It makes a ton of sense if you don't have all that stuff ready to go and you're not experienced. Plus the experience for an individual is so much better. It's one deckhand for five or six people there versus three deckhands for 30 something or 40 people where mm-hmm. you don't necessarily get the attention and, and the help and the, you know, sometimes that makes a big difference. Yeah. So you know, no, no, no knock on any of the sport fishing boats. They're all our buddies and help us out and bo- that, you know, just want to, just want to make sure we're that that's clear. Those guys are part of our bread and butter. You know, we're communicating with them on dispatch all the time and helping them out and they're helping us and helping us be successful. Um, but yeah, it is a different, you know, it's a different mindset on our boat than it is on, on those boats in general. And you are getting a little bit more, um, hands on. I would say it's, it's a little more expensive in, in some regards, um, but not much, not prohibitive. And once you, you know, honestly, once you get on a six pack and you're on there with a couple of your friends and understand that, you know, this is something that, um, you know, really you get to customize for yourself and, you know, if you don't like what we're doing, one of our big things is, you know, if if you're on the boat and you're not happy and you're not happy with what you have in your hands or how it's working or what you're doing and you're grumpy all day over that, that's on you. You know, we really tell the guys, if you don't like what's going on, tell us. And, you know, maybe that's one of the advantages we have over the larger sport boats. They really can't pay that kind of attention to, you know, every single customer. So, you know, we feel like we can customize it on the fly for them. And on that, you know, Tim, you said basically one deckhand for five guys or whatnot. When you factor in, because every every single stop, Lonnie's flying down those stairs once the boat's uh, put in neutral, either I'm there or whatever. So you really have almost two to three guys for six guys. I mean, that that's that's unheard of. Yeah, all, all our overnight trips, we have three crew members. So that's basically, you know, two to one odds there for, for, for our customer to crew. Um, unfortunately, our... Our second captains probably don't get much sleep. <laughs> I, I can't really tone it down so much to where they, yeah, it's when we're on a stop, you're awake and they're down there and we're all helping each other. And it's just how we, we do things. You know, I, I expect everyone to be on their game and, and we are, you know, so far it's, we got a great guy. Apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> so Ted, you've been doing this as a charter business for four years. Correct. Is it uh, everything you expected or did you have other thoughts going into this? Uh, you know, I've done other sort of chartering things that are similar to this. You know, I work, you know, when I was younger, I've been on charter boats, um, you know, on, on the Islander and a couple other boats um, when I came here. So I see, you know, I got my eyes open and I could see the work that's going on. But, um, and I also did a, you know, I did a dive charter for quite a while as well. So I know it's a lot of work. Uh, I would tell you that, um, you know, if you're going to get into this, you got to really think 
hard and strong about it. You know, there's if you really want to do it legally and above board and make sure that you're you have all the proper permits, there's a lot of upfront work to be done that way. Um, and really, if you think about it, you're a hotel. You got to change beddings. You you know you're a restaurant. You're and you know. First and foremost, you're a fishing boat, but you also have to be a mechanic and everything else that goes along with it. And if you're missing any of those parts, you're going to be struggling. And um, so, you know, I would say that, you know, my expectations were that it would be, it, it is about what I thought it would be. I think, you know, when Lonnie is talking about the night captain stuff, a lot of times I'm on the boat and I he's been working for a few days. And so I jump on on the weekend thinking I'm going to go fishing and then, you know, I'll drive the boat through most of the night. And, uh, yeah, so I think the sleep part, you know, everybody knows when the season's on, nobody sleeps really anyway, but, um, that has been, it's kind of doubled down on me a little bit. So, you know, hopefully this year I get another guy on there helping us out with night captain and I get to do a ride along and do some fishing with these guys instead of, you know, and when Lonnie gets a, you know, I could give Lonnie a, a break, um, get him off the boat on the weekend so he can get some rest and be ready for the week. So I, that's another advantage we have you know, is that we can uh, distribute the load a little bit. So we got a fresh captain on there who's not, you know, wandering around like a zombie on day 10, <laughs> you know. And I know, you know what that's like, Chris. You did, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many days in a row, but, you know, and this year we're going to be a lot smarter about how we uh, book some of these trips. I think before, last year we were just kind of grabbing everything we could get. And this year, you know, when we have a two-day you know, we're not going to be doing any back-to-back two-and-a-half-day trips where nobody gets any sleep for eight days in a row kind of thing. So, you know, that's kind of... We'll just manage it a little differently. But, yeah, it's it's just as hard as I thought it would be. That's cool. Well, let's let's get into the types of trips that we do. I know, um, you know, you'd mentioned rockfish half days and up to two-and-a-half days, and you're pretty much servicing any trip in between, right? Yeah, we'll do anything, um, you know, depending. Obviously, we, we try and... We really like the overnight trips. That gives us a chance to get out to, you know, good fishing grounds and give people a really good long day at fishing. You know, we're out there. We, you know, we get a chance to hunt around a little bit at night, maybe get on the school so we're ready to go first thing in the morning um, and or, you know, at least put something past us that we might stop on. You know, at least we know not to stop there now. So the overnights, really, that's kind of our bread and butter, but full day trips, you know, when the fish get a little closer, you know, you can't do any better than that because... You know, let's face it, guy gets to go home at night and, you know, get some real rest, get up. You know, we get a real chance to, you know, maybe have a, a little bit of a crew meeting afterwards, a couple of beers, and then get up in the morning and, and do it again, you know, instead of back-to-back overnights. But, you know, we'll do anything. Um, the half-day trips actually, quite honestly, are, um, you know, a little bit better of a moneymaker for us. You know, they, they kind of, if we can get two of those in a day, you know, that's kind of a really good deal uh, for us. It's hard to put two six-pack half-day trips in a row but and the cool thing about the six-pack you know when you do a half-day we can we can go a little further you know we don't really just fish right out front you know I'll, I'll run you know to the nine mile bank so to speak or wherever you know down south we can we have a little bit further range so you a little more bang for your buck i guess you can say especially being out of san diego right there absolutely yeah you're not fishing the whistler on a half-day no, <laughs> and we actually really—I mean, we have some good fishing days. I mean, on the nine, I know Chris has been yeah. with us, and I mean, we we load the bag. If, you, if we he calls it grocery shopping, I love yeah. it. It's like, all right, we're going, <laughs> we're going grocery shopping. But no, we we really we get them, you know. Like 
there's some quality reds and some nice lean cod, and we, we have a good time, and we, we send you home with a with a nice chunk of fish. Well, last year you got the uh, you got that stripey on the. Yeah, we uh, we're heading out. Um, I think it was a full day offshore, and we got a two hundred pound uh, striped marlin right there on the nine mile bank. It was cool. We were kind of leading the pack out, the Liberty and Grande behind us, and you know we hooked this, we saw it up tailing, and we pitched a bait on it and got it to eat, and it was cool watching that fish dance between the boats. Man, it was it was awesome. Yeah, that thing tail walked for at least a minute. You know, it just mm-hmm. all the way one way, and then I still show people a video, and I got to tell, I I have to tell them, hey, hang on, watch this because it's coming back. So it went all the way out, probably ten or twelve jumps easy, and then the you know eight or ten coming all the way back. So pretty exciting for a, a return customer. You know, he comes out all the time, and uh, so he couldn't have been more stoked. I think my favorite kind of trip is usually the late summer, early fall trip, the overnight where. You're typically going after yellowfin tuna that time of year, and they're not really that far away. And on more more often than not, I can, I mean, it's my favorite kind of trip where, you know, I just gone to bed like at you know for an hour or so, and I hear Lonnie screaming because there's fish all over the place and and all that. It really gets your. I mean, I really couldn't ask for a better wake up call to be honest. Just full of fish. It's uh, but you know that happens almost on a daily basis that time of year. And if you've never been a part of it, especially on a six pack, it's super fun for sure. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, Lonnie could talk about this a little bit more too, but, um, you know, one of the things we were super fortunate with in the last couple of years is having all three species of fish around. And, you know, this year with the Dorado around our Dorado counts got up a little better and we got a couple of the bigger ones that, um, you know, are a little sparse up, you know, up, up this far North, but, you know, being able to put on put yourself on three different kinds of fish during the day, um, you know, and change it up, that just it just makes things. Well, it actually kind of ruins it for some customers because it's the, if it's their first trip, they think that's what it's like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so they they get on board and they're like, oh yeah, they, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we loaded the boat up. You know, limits for everybody and crew limits, and and they go, well, yeah, well, what do, can we come out next week and do the same thing again? You know, and like, well, you know. <laughs> we, we get lucky often. I, I, I always like to use that term, you know, or I guess we got lucky again, but I think it's just being prepared for that luck to, to happen, you know, and we do, we, we catch fish and we, I think we caught fish every trip last year. So it was fun. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to the six pack process, you already mentioned that, you know, really all they really have to do your customers, all they have to do is show up with their bag and not even bring any gear if they don't want to or whatnot. And you're running out of fisherman's landing too, right? Yeah, we, we were fortunate to get into Fisherman's Landing when we first started out uh, through somebody in the marina where we were there, and they've been, uh, they've been good to us. And, um, yeah, we just want to keep growing that relationship with them. And, uh, you know, that does kind of put us on the map. We finally got on their webpage. It, that was a little bit of a struggle for a while, but we're on their webpage now, and um, the guys over there are very helpful. You know, when somebody's looking for a trip, they point them our way. We're not actually booked through Fisherman's Landing all of all of the smaller um, operations are all booked independently and not through Fisherman's Landing. So, yeah, it's it's been good. Been right in the heart of the action with all these boats and growing relationships with, you know, other captains. And, you know, Lonnie's been a big part of that happening as well. He's he's worked on half of these boats and knows all the guys down there. So if we're really scratching our head over something or want to change something up, you know, at least we have lots of references to make sure, you know, we're not making the same mistake somebody else has already made. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You can call Ted, you know, on his personal phone number, and you know he'll answer and he'll he'll chat you up. He'll 
talk to you <laughs> for a while. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever it may be, you know, he has no problem with that. And that might be an issue, you know, some other guys, you can't really get a hold of whoever you're just kind of booking and it's a Hail Mary, but you can, you, you know, you can get that personal attention and you can give him a call 619-379-8248, you know, and book your trips. We're, uh, we're booking for 2022, loading up the uh, prime dates here pretty quick. So I'd, you know, I'd give us a call here soon. See, that was kind of when I had my business, that was a struggle because it was almost like a one man show on the business side. Obviously I had crew and everything like that, but when you have someone on the beach almost all the time, um, especially with you, Ted, and also Chris and everything, it, it's really, it really makes a difference when you're able to answer the phone on a daily basis and not miss out on any of those opportunities for great trips, too. Boy, I've, yeah, I, I love doing it, man. I, I'll talk fishing all day with anybody who wants to call. And, you know, we're super honest with people when they call. You know, it's a couple of maybe not funny stories, but... You know, guys will call and they'll they'll hey, I'm I'm thinking about booking on this date. What do you th- what do you think is going to go? You know, what's happening with the fish? And you know, you could give them all kinds of science and you know, look up every single website you want and tell them what's going on. But you know, the reality is that um, you know people want to know that the fishing was good the day before before they fish the next day. And I go, well, you know, if that was our theory, then we would never never go fishing. That would be it. So. You know, you got to take your chances a little bit and just know that um, we've been very successful all last year and the year before, and we could put you on fish. And and so I would be a little less concerned with, you know, all the science. Um, you know, this is more of, of a cooperative hunting, fishing ground, you know, between our relationships with other boats. And, you know, also, you know, we got a good eye and we're prepared. So, you know, I love talking to people about that, tell them what their options are, making sure that we know who's going to be on the boat so we're prepared for them. Um, and you know, they, you know, we're all about making sure that, Hey, this, this amount of money that they're spending on the boat to be on there is, uh, is going to be a lifetime memory for them. Some people only get to do this once. And the last thing we want, you know, regardless if they come and fishing us again, you know, we want them to have a great experience and be excited about fishing. It's one thing, you know, when they get off the boat and they say, thank you, but seeing that guy back another time, that's, that's the true. Thank you. You know, we did something right. We got you to come back and. And getting people into fishing and actually loving the sport is huge. You know, I don't want to turn people away from what I love. It's in my heart. It's what I do. I eat, breathe, eat and breathe this stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I, I love to, to pass that on to whoever. And it's, it's nice to see those guys light up and, you know, come back and see us again over and over and over. And we've had a lot of returning customers. Right. Yeah. When we get them, you know, it, back to sort of talking to them on the phone a little bit, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of anxiety with people. They've never, you know, a lot of people haven't been on the boat before. They don't know what to expect. They've had maybe a bad experience on another boat where, you know, they've got some crusty guy who doesn't, you know, really care if they're on the boat or not. He just wants to get his fish counts up. And, you know, you're, you're a part of the problem if you're not a very good fisherman. And that's not the case with us at all. So, you know, I like to try and alleviate that anxiety before they get on the boat, make it easier for us so that we're, you know, we're kind of friends already when they get on there. Uh, you know, I try and if I'm not going to be on the trip, I do my best to be there and meet you there and, and then meet you when you come back if I can. Um, you know, so that's, you know, that's just how we operate the business. We want it to be fun for you guys. Yeah. So speaking of the boat, you guys are pretty much knee deep in boat work right now. And, you know, that's, you know, for as long as I've known you, Ted, that's pretty much every single off season to where, you know, there's always a big project that just to make that experience for the customer so much better. It's unbelievable. 
Okay, well, here's the part where I got to turn the mic off for, or turn, turn the radio off for my wife because, you know, if she knew all the stuff I was actually doing on the boat, then, you know, I don't know. She does look at the books, but her eyes glaze over. So, yeah, there's a lot going on on that thing. We, uh, you know, right now we had to replace a fuel tank on the boat. Um, you know, I look at it like an upgrade, but, you know, you could say that that was a repair. I guess, and we're reinforcing the floor because of that, and you know, mostly because Tim's Tim. one of our deckhands. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just finished reinforcing that thing, and so I, I feel like everything we do on the boat, we don't just fix it, we make it better, and you know, I enjoy doing that. That's, but you know, I've always loved fixing, tinkering with stuff, and building, and and you know, I you know, I look at fishing the same way. You know, you're always building on your experience and. And trying to get better at things, and you know that's all I'm trying to do. It's one of the best things, you know. Ted doesn't let anything slide. If there's a problem, it's addressed immediately. Um, I I actually love to open the engine hatch on our boat. It's it's cool. People look down there, and it's you can eat off the engine room floor. You know, it's it's bitching. It's nice. Um, it's, you know, it's just comforting when you when everything works. You know, you look at the gauges, and everything works, and it, everything functions on the boat well, and uh, nothing's really jerry rigged. And if you know we got to get something addressed, it is so. It's pretty, pretty nice and comfort, comforting. Yeah, we work on backup systems, too. Like, for instance, we have, you know, two power sources. We've got a 8-kilowatt generator, and then we also have a little backup generator if something happens with that. We have, you know, two freezers on board. We have um, basically four bait pumps. We've got two, one large um, uh, three-quarter horsepower, and then we have another one exactly like that that we can swap over, and then we have 12-volt bait pumps as well. So, you know... Obviously, bait's number one with us, and, um, you know, no matter what happens, we're going to, you know, early on when I was learning all about this, we lost bait um, because of a customer, actually, um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a bad thing if you, if, um, if anything happens with that. All. We're laughing because it was, uh, they were, it was, a, it was kind of a, it was 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 a switch, dude. well, here, yeah, I'll, I'll just tell you a little bit of the trip. We had some, um, I don't know how they got a hold of us, but anyway, it was, uh, some guys from um, Russia, most of them couldn't speak any English, and uh, they decided they were coming out there for a party more than they were for fishing, and I don't know how many cocktails they had before I came back down from the bridge at 10 o'clock, but yeah, it was a big party down there, and you know, the next morning, um, you know, I we usually, right now, we check every 15 minutes, but you know, there was a point at which we'd check every couple hours on the bait, and um you know, we went down there, everything was dead, the breakers were off in the panel, and, you know, and then there's this crazy Russian guy who didn't speak any English running up from below deck with just his underwear on, you know, asking me where the fish were, and in, in Russian somehow, so yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a cluster to say the least. Yes, we've only, we've only had a cu couple of customers who aren't invited back on. He's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny because that was the trip right before I had started with Cobalt, and I remember them coming back in and talking about it. I'm like, well, this is a, I guess the expectations are set here. <laughs> but uh, no, otherwise, it's been great. Yeah. Your take on that one, Tim? Just, yeah, it was, it was exciting. It was exciting. Exciting. <laughs> That's what. That's one way to put it. Yeah, we've been very fortunate with customers, though. I think we've only had a couple of trips where people, um, you know, just decided that this is a, you know, this is their party vessel instead of, you know, this is something that we've built and worked hard for. And, you know, um, that, that gets hard. You know, we, we, we first thing, you know, Lonnie says or I say is, hey, you're on here. Treat this, you know, as if it's, 
as if it's your boat or something better, you know. That is our home, you know, for the summer. We we live on that thing, so we Correct. Know, just treat it like it's your home. We'll yeah. Invite you into our house, and it's it, you know. You can have fun without ripping the railings off the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> well, speaking of we, I know, you know, Ted, you've gone out of your way to, you know, find all, all of your guys that work for you and all that. You know, the really the one commonality with every single person that works uh, on the cobalt is we all love to fish. There's some kind of, you know, Tim, I know you're, <laughs> you're holding a swim bait in your hand right now. <laughs> You're a swim bait guy. It seems like you're a bass guy too. You even go on the kayak as big as you are. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That that fourteen foot pro angler, it it hold me up. I can stand <laughs> and cast on it. Everything else, yeah, yeah. I am. So I I grew up fishing in a little fourteen foot aluminum boat in the bay with my dad. That was kind of all I ever did, and didn't really get into the sport boat thing until after I was an adult. Mm-hmm. And then uh, started you know working with Ted here a few years ago, and it's just been pretty serious ever since. And then, uh, yeah, I got, I've been making plastics too. That's been, that's been exciting. It seems like I just started doing it, but it really happened kind of at the beginning of COVID when everything shut down and you're kind of looking for stuff to mess around with in the garage and, uh, had started slowly buying like little bits of plastic and molds and through a couple years and some of those Trump dollars have got some, uh, <laughs> yeah, some, some, uh, some good stuff coming out now. Yeah. That's when I started pouring mine too was during the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Totally. Had to have something to do. Well, they, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the kayak in San Diego. It was quite literally like n- nobody's allowed on the water for no reason. Even yep. if you're by yourself, mm-hmm. even if you can launch from a beach, like they closed down the, the boat ramps and everything else. But even beyond that, like what a better way to social distance. Get out yeah. there by yourself. Unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly that's when it started for me too. But uh, follow me on Instagram, TK Baitco. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah, for sure. And you know, honestly, one of my favorite things about you, Tim, on when you're not working on the boat, you're a park ranger too. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so that's why I would, if I were redoing all this over, maybe I would be working on a boat full time. But no, I've got a pretty good full time gig. Um, and actually, it's funny, Ted's son Justin uh, worked for me with with the parks and he had told me his dad's starting a boat and they need deckhands and you know, don't really have any. And I said, Hey, give me his number. Let him know. <laughs> Let him know. I'll, I'll come down on the weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was exactly like that. I jumped in one day and it slowly but surely kind of took off and yeah, it's been good. Yeah. You always get uh, references from people and my, my kid's actually really good about it. He doesn't really, you know, point out anybody that we should have on the boat, but he goes, this guy will not stop talking about fishing. He's like, <laughs> you know, and he's growing up in the bay. He's on the kayak, this, you know, on and on and on about this guy. So I was like, well, yeah, I'll send him down here. Let's talk to him. And that's the same way we've been, you know, I've been with everybody else. Like I said, I want people who have been around here and, you know, really understand the San Diego fishing experience. And so, you know, you, you got to have it or you have to have a lot of, um, you know, I, I, we're okay with a young deckhand who's, got a lot of ambition who's been around here for a while um, and not that much experience. We can mold him into what we need to do with him. Um, but we do need the guy to be super excited about fishing. You know, that's that's our main thing. If you're not excited about it, you know, okay, I got to fish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of clients, they call and they actually personally ask if, if Tim's going to be working that trip. And, you know, that <laughs> says a lot right there. That does say a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I know the... Um, you know, one of my parameters for, you know, hiring crew way back when was if you're fishing on your off time, I want you on my boat because that, that tells me a lot that you love it. I mean, I know Lonnie, 
just this past off season or even in the winter time, I couldn't tell you how many days I saw you on Instagram spending at the lakes going after those lightning <laughs> trout. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. A lot of guys ask, oh, man, you got a day coming off, you know, day off coming up. And it's like, what are you going to do? Uh, well, go fishing. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what we do on our off days off is, you know, I fish and that's what I love to do. And yeah, it's, I've gotten back into the, the trout fishing game. It's been, you know, since I was eight or 10 years old and I've kind of found this new love of fishing two pound tests. It's cool fishing, <laughs> you know, flyers on four and 600 pound tests and big gear, 50 wides and all that for these two, 300 pound bluefin and then jumping onto the lake fishing two pound. It's it's just as exciting, and I, I feel like people stare at me. Why is this guy <laughs> running up and down the lake screaming and yelling? And, you know, I, just I can't help it. It's like instant. It's, it, you know, it's just me. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was staring at the hole in the boat where I'd pulled the fuel tank out and looking at his Instagram with him having fun catching fish. <laughs> I was like, like, this is great. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad you're fishing. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, that's a great thing about, um, you know, all these guys. They're, they're always fishing all the time. Myself and my wife go out, you know, whenever we get a chance as well. We get a little skiff that we take out, and, you know, we're always bay fishing and around the outside. So, yeah. Speaking of bays, we got a Bay of L.A. trip coming up. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to give up too much, but I'm getting close to the uh, big 6-0. So we're going <laughs> to, we're taking everybody down to, nice. or have invited everybody down to Bay of L.A. for four days down there. And we, we connected with a boat down there that we, uh, Lonnie took me down there last year and, we fished with uh, a couple of guys down there. What were their... Igor and Ivan. Yeah, they, they, they the did an... No, no, no. no. <laughs> you get to pay them back? <laughs> that's maybe who named them, but that's not who they are. Yeah, no, they and they did a great job with us down there. Um, and, you know, just kind of a funny story on that one, too, is that, you know, Lonnie calls me. He goes, do you think you're going to be able to come down here? This is the last year. I go, yeah, I'm going to make it no matter what. I'll get down there. So... And he was down there for at least a couple of weeks, maybe a month. I don't know how long you yeah, were down I there for. Last year. I spent a couple months down there. I don't know how long you're down there, but at any rate, so I, I go ahead, a Tim. A little longer than expected, right? You had some truck. Oh, problems. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fun when you're broke down on, on a beach in LA Bay. It's really not in any hurry to get home. So, so he's like, hey, I need some of this. Bring some of that down. And then he goes, yeah, bring, you know, I need you to bring a bunch of 100 pound mono down. I'm like, what are you talking about? 100-pound mono, what do I need this for? And he's like, no, no, believe me, trust me. I'm like, whatever, I'll bring it down. But, you know, I just thought it would stay in the pail down there. And, you know, I brought it down. And uh, so I think we went, uh, What were, we were um, oh, leopard grouper first. And then on the way back, we'd, we'd already got some bait. You know, so we had um, some mackerel in there and, and uh, you know, put a dropper loop down on there. And the first one that I got... You know, I don't know if I, I think I only had 60 pound on there or something like that. And, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, it snapped off. And, you know, everybody in the boat was just laughing because, you know, they, obviously I didn't listen to them. So yeah, then it told you so. Yeah. So <laughs> I switched rigs up and, um, you know, we got on, I got on another really good size yellowtail, which I thought was, it felt like it was 40 or 50 pounds, honestly. Um, but it was only, I think it was like 30, 29 pounds or something. Um, but when that thing, so first of all, the captain helped me out a lot on that one too, but I locked that thing down and put both thumbs on the reel and it felt like my thumbs were gonna get sucked into the reel. Oh. And uh, and the captain hit the you know, hit the throttle and pulled us out of there. So hundred pound was definitely the deal for those things, man. It was uh, it was a great day and you know, we fished off the fished off paddle boards and yeah, it was just a blast. 
that was one of the better times as me and Ted out there on the stand-up paddle boards out in front of the hotel, man, catching spotties, and we were just having a blast, yelling, screaming, you know. <laughs> it, people, again, walking up and down the beach, like, what is wrong with these guys? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it truly was, man. It, it was the time of our lives. And What hotel do you guys stay at when you're down there? Uh, was it, It's not actually a hotel. It's They've got four or five casitas and some palapas down there. Um, but, yeah, it's a, a real good spot. Um, it's... it's uh, yeah, Archon Campo Archalone. Archalone, yes. Yeah. And, so and you guys and I like uh, we Raquel and Larry's also stay there with Ruth and there, there's a few good places down there, Congrejos and you guys drive down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we always drive. Never down. have any problems. No, never. No. Oh, with vehicles, yeah. Not with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe only with. Uh, yeah, just last year I had a couple mechanical issues with my truck, but that's well, no. Fine. I mean, uh, no, get, it's all getting pulled over. No, or, super safe. I've I've been traveling Baja shoot for 20 years now and i you know i had a house in cabo for seven years and i've put a lot of miles in and never any trouble no yeah same thing here when you're going down there just you know treat it treat treat the place and the people with respect don't be out super late at night doing anything stupid and you know you, you won't have any troubles down there at all just like lonnie i've been going down there for 25 years or so and you know i got pulled over a couple of times that's about the worst of my experiences but people have been super super nice and and, you know, as long as you respect them and, and um, respect their country, then, you know, they'll do nothing but help you. We, a couple of buddies and I, we had a trip planned last year to go down there with the, uh, with a charter business. And a few unexpected things happened. Neither one of us could make it down there. But we've always been wanting to get back down there. And we were talking about doing it like that way where you guys, you know, you go down and stay with somebody, then find a boat and go out. And just neither one of us want to drive down there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I would say, you know, the smartest thing, you know, Lonnie and I talked about this a lot. The smartest thing really is to use one of the charters down there, you know, because by the time you tow your boat all the way down there, I don't care how nice a boat you got, you're, you know, and the roads are a lot better now, but you're beating things up all the way down there. And if something happens to it down there and you're not familiar, yeah, with the wa- you're not familiar with the waters, you know, you're going to hit a rock or take a, right. you know, take out a lower end or something. Yeah. And, that's what we we're talking about going down there and chartering one of the boats that are down there and it's cheaper, that route. even yeah. with fuel. Especially nowadays, they got the uh, the roads are really nice. They have the um, the road through San Felipe. The five is, I mean, it's like driving the three ninety five here in, here in the states. Before it was a little sketchier with the potholes and whatnot. But right, I mean, right now, honestly, it's just as safe as driving anywhere in the states. So what happened to us on our trip on our way down to Ensenada to go to Cedros? That was like <laughs> one in a million that happened. Yeah, I would say that was kind of a that was a kind of a silly one in a million thing. It's something like that's happened to us before, but it hasn't happened where you know uh, a couple of the officers try to extort any money or anything right. really, other than you know just trying to get you pay the ticket on the spot, which is something you should be prepared for. Right. Well, since you brought that up, do you want to tell the whole story? Which story? Which one? The one you just referred to about Cedros. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've, I think we've, we've talked about this before on, uh, on one of our first episodes we all, we got our uh, visas and jumped back in the car and crossed over the border, make the right hand turn to go up the hill to get on the highway one, I think it is. And the driver of the truck says, we're getting pulled over. <laughs> we got Jeff Mariani with us. He's like, what? <laughs> like, yep. We're getting pulled over. The officer pulls Jeff out, pulls, well, pulled the driver out first, pulled Jeff out. Pulled myself and our buddy Steve Ricard, and uh, you got pulled out too, right, Chris? At the end, I got pulled out to the very end by 
But by the time they got to me, they had taken whatever they needed from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pull everything out it's of our pockets. good pocket. to be last. <laughs> they pull everything out of our pockets. You can hear them shuffling through the wallet, you know. And, you know, first time driving down there like that, should have thrown my wallet in, uh, in my bag or whatever, thinking I needed my ID on me at all times. I just kept it on me. And they got me for 150 They got Steve Ricard for 100 bucks, And we didn't know it until we got to Ensenada when we stopped to get something to eat. And uh, Steve was going through his wallet, and he looks at me and goes, how much did they get you for? What are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, well, they took 100 from me. I go, count my money. Yep, I'm missing 150 <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, honestly, you hear about those stories, but not very often. And, you know. It's pretty, I mean, it seems more and more infrequent. You know, I'm, I'm half Mexican. My dad was born in Tijuana, and he, he going in and out of there from a kid, like, right. you hear about that type of stuff, but... It seems like really over the last, well, big time over the last like 10 years or so, um, the tourism thing has been huge down there. Like fixing up the roads has been brought in a ton of stuff right. to the east side. It seems like there's more and more Pongas taking Americas down on the Pacific side in various places, around the rest hand canteen, all sorts of places. So it, uh, you know, it, God dang it, those things happen. And they do. It's, and it's fortunate that like it wasn't a violent experience Correct. that like mm-hmm. people have had in the oh know, they were very was, nice to us i'm not gonna was, lie yeah, yeah, they, they were, were nice very friendly, <laughs> yeah, right? very friendly. Sticky, sticky <laughs> and all that yeah it's, but it does it really does i mean from all the horror stories you've heard well no, that's just it too we've we've all heard the stories we've yeah, all heard them yeah. we just got to live one of them yeah and, no, I, I think it's and you know you brought crazy. up san Quentin. san Quentin's one of the places i want to go i do want to get down to bay of la yeah you know and it's just uh it's pulling the trigger and going yeah, yeah. I, I think the drive down on that side is it's super nice now. Right. I am so jealous of the Bay of LA trip. Sadly, I have to go work the PCS show that weekend, but otherwise I'd totally be with you guys. Oh, is that sure. when you guys are going down? You guys are going down real soon then? Yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. Couple nice. Weeks. Yeah, on the 17th to the 21st. Awesome. Yeah. I, by the way, happy birthday, Ted. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting into fighting shape for my 60th birthday. It's my, <laughs> la- it's my, it's my last swing at it here, so, oh, you know. Man. Hey, cool. don't don't let that big number fool you, man. This guy will run circles around a bunch of these younger guys. I was gonna say he don't yet. look like he's turning no, sixty. No, he kicks yeah. my ass, man. I'll tell you that for, for sure. sure. Right? Well, t- I'm trying to slide into the finish line really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe a dive in a tunnel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with it being January at the time that we record this podcast, beginning beginning of the year. Last week we had, uh, I guess, resolutions and all that stuff. What's what's going to be the exciting stuff for Cobalt? What's uh, what's going on for 2022 with Team Cobalt? Uh, you know, we're just honestly, I never really thought about it like that. But, uh, you know, our our whole objective is, like I said, just keep improving on customer service. Listen to what people have to say. Try and give them what they want. We might rearrange um, the amount of a particular type of trip that we do. You know, we might cut down on the two and a half day trip and you know, just do um, a couple of select two-day trips, but mostly day and a half and and uh, overnight trips. I feel like we can pretty much get to whatever we need to do with a day and a half trip if we really want. Yeah, I think our bread and butter is that full day offshore to that day and a half. You know, it's really where we, we thrive. Um, the day and a half is cool. You know, you get sun up to sundown fishing. You know, you get the most bang for your buck, I would say. It is cool certain times of the year, that full day offshore trip. You know, you leave, it's six to six, basically. I am never really in a hurry to get home. I will say that if, <laughs> if we have a turnaround trip, you know, it is what it is. We got to get back, but I'm, I'm never in a hurry. I don't watch the clock. You know, if 
I love fishing just as much, if not more than anybody out there. So, so yeah, we're, we're always trying to go the extra mile and trying to stay the extra innings if we have to. And, you know, there were a lot of trips we, we came home early only because we had, you know, too many fish and it's, you know, Hey, you guys want to <laughs> stay out here and put around or you want to go home? And we, yeah, it's nice days. having the sushi plate on the on the you know at sunset when we're coming around the point before you know instead of in the pitch black. So, you know, we've had a, quite a few good trips like that where we're doing a little sushi plate right at the you know right on the way in which yeah, that's yeah, awesome. life is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, to add to that too, I think in that one and a half day range, any the farthest we're going really is those offshore banks, right? And you can get there and have plenty of time for fishing, especially if you're doing some of that night early morning evening stuff the one and a half day is perfect yeah yeah and sorry go ahead just especially you know the stuff was out at tanner bank you know it's a hundred hundred plus miles out there so you you know you really want it's a long way to go and you want to you want to have that time when you're out there to, to make it happen yeah and i was just about to say speaking of going the extra mile there's really no with you guys there's no limitation on where you can or cannot go depending on trip length and all that stuff so you're fishing you know exactly where any sport boat could get to or even more so um, other places where they can't even get to. That's the advantage of a six-pack. Absolutely, yeah. Not only that, but you're able to get out there quicker. Yeah, you know, we, we, we usually run it, it, a lot of factors. We, we're, you know, 10-knot boats. A lot of boats we all run at 10 knots. For the bait mostly, you know, when you start going a little faster, you're up on plane, you're going to beat your bait up. Um, so, yeah, on the way out, you know, on our overnight trips, day and a half stuff, we, we usually put out, you know, 8, 10, 12 knots, depending on where we're going. But we do have that advantage, you know, uh, if we do need to kick it up and go, we can. We can get back quick. We can, you know, run and gun bird schools if we have to, fishing that yellowtail at the islands and the rock pile and stuff. We, we've had some good days there. You know, we can kick it up and run 18, 20 knots at a school of fish and, and, and beat some guys there. Yeah, and the, the other thing that's allowed us to do is, you know, maybe a little bit more experimenting on our own a little bit. You know, we try, you know... Just for what it's worth, we're trying not to fish around other boats as much as we can. You know, we like being out on their uh, on our own and giving them an, a, you know our customers an experience like that. Um, but that being said, you know sometimes the fish are all congregated in one area, but being able to move around pretty good that that lets us, you know, try and hit a spot. If it doesn't work there, then you know we can. And actually, we were very successful that way this year. I think probably, you know, ninety percent of the fish that we got was not near any other boats. You know, even though we. We pulled people onto the patty and traded back and forth with, um, you know, some friends of ours on the sourfish um, who have been really, you know, basically our partners out on the water to some degree. And uh, so, yeah, it lets us be out by ourselves kind of thing and and maybe get on a fresh school. Very cool. Well, so you just mentioned that, you know, you're doing boat work right now. Um, any, I guess, first day of the year? Or, or I think you guys are actually starting to run right now too, right? Yeah, we've done a couple of trips this year, but they're kind of slow and, you know, far between. And we try and even when we're doing work on the boat, we're trying to keep it ready to go within a day so we could get it all back together. Um, so we try not to pull everything apart. And, you know. <laughs> we're, we're ready to rock and roll. I know last year we had some earlier season trips. We ran down the line there and we had some good success on that kelp yellowtail. I want to say March and stuff, we had some really good kelp fishing. Yeah, March, the fishing started to get actually really good for us last year. I mean, I would say don't hesitate to jump on and and give it a go. Um, I know I've heard a little bit of talk of some yellowtail down there right now, so I'm eager to get down. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, and and we're eager. You know, one one thing is we're pretty glad when the end of the season comes, but, you know, we're way chomping at the bit right now. You know, we're doing boat work instead of fishing, and, you know, I'm I'm done with that right now. I want to get out. (laughs) 
For sure. And with, um, you know, how's the schedule looking like? Is there, are there still plenty of availability? I know you guys are kind of filling up really, really fast too. Yeah. I mean, August is getting pretty full. August, September um, already, you know, I think most all the weekends are gone and, um, you know, there's a couple here and there that we might be able to get you into in the, during the week, you know, there's still, I guess the weekends really fill up first for us. Um, but, you know, there's lots in June. Um, and I think July is only sort of halfway there. So, yeah, please call us up. And if uh, if the schedule looks full or whatever, just give us a call and um, we can definitely help you out there or maybe move something around. We've got some customers who are very flexible on the dates. Um, so, you know, even if your date looks full, you know, please give me a call. And let's talk about it. Maybe we can, you know, shift something around and get you in there. And we, you know, any custom trip too, if you have something in mind that you've been thinking about or wanting to do, you know, island hopping, something we can, we, you know, we're all ears. We're, we're more than willing to throw a kayak on or something like that. Even I was just about to say kayak mothership trips, any, any feature on that one? You know, I've been just concentrating, you know what I, you know, we talk about that. We talk about sword fishing, you know, all this, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff that either needs specialized equipment or we need to change the way our operation is. And, you know, one thing that I've always wanted to do is, you know, get really good at at least one thing instead of half-ass everything. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we could do the kayak fishing. You know, Tim's Tim's really good at it and be a good guide. And um, But, you know, that's not really my forte. If I guess I had two guys that that was what they really wanted to do, then we'd do it. But I'm not going to try and dip into something that, you know, we don't have a bunch of experience with. Um, that being said... You know, if uh, if you and your buddies are experienced kayak fishers and you want to get on there, we'll find a way to strap, you know, strap those kayaks on and get going. You put six of those pro anglers up on the front and take them out to the Coronado Islands. That's a day and a half. Right? I mean, that's that's a blast right there. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Just, yeah, we're just all ears, you know. Come come with us at Ideas and, and you know, we'll, we'll work with you. Yeah, we're happy to do that. But, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're trying to get really good at what we're good at. Well said. Well, guys, how one more time, how do we get in touch with you? How do we get a uh, spot booked on the Cobalt? Sure. So there's a couple of ways to get a hold of us. Um, really, the best way um, and the best way to book it, it'll probably save you a little bit of booking fee, too, is to call me at 619-379-8248. 619-379-8248. And you can always check us out on Instagram. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Um and there's also on uh, info at Cobalt Sport Fishing or www.cobaltsportfishing.com, all one word. So Cobalt, C-O-B-A-L-T-S-P-O-R-T-F-I-S-H-I-N-G.com. Uh, so, yeah, check us out there. We always have sort of updates on the website. And, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, you're probably going to see what we caught the day before. Yeah, we usually try to keep you up to date on, on all this stuff on Instagram. So follow us. Very cool. And when you are uh, booking a spot on the Cobalt, make sure to request Tim. <laughs> yeah, you could you could book through me too because Ted will give me a commission. So hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> Aren't you Ted's agent? Ten <laughs> <Yeah>, percent. <10%. laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Ted, Tim, Lonnie, pleasure. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. Hey, well, thanks a lot, man. It's been great. Really Thank appreciate you, you guys. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. It's been for the hospitality, guys. Thanks, guys. Good to see you again. Yep. Likewise, my friends. Guys, there you have it. That's the team from Cobalt Sport Fishing. Guys, once again, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Make sure to visit our website at doctalkpodcast.com and leave us a five-star review. I'm Chris. That's Darren. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we will see you guys soon. Take care.